you are now entering Rumpusville. Episode 6 Scarborough Fair Once upon a time, in a small village at the edge of a forest, there lived a young man named William Williamsby. He was a good lad, honest and kind, the sort of person who'd return a book when he said he would, and without it smelling like he'd read it in the toilet. Once a month, William would leave the village and journey through the woods to the fair in the neighbouring town of Scarborough. Farewell, mother. Farewell, father. Ah, to be journeying to the fair in Scarborough, where all manner of ware may be purchased, and where the lowness of the price is naught but the beginning. William left the village and entered the fringes of the woods, whereupon he met Marianne, his childhood friend, sitting amongst the wildflowers with her guitar. Ah, Marianne! How lovely to find you here, sitting amongst the wildflowers with your guitar. Why, yes, William. The soft surrounds of the forest glade inspire me with words and melody. Oh, I see you have your basket. Indeed I do. I'm going to the fair. The fair in Scarborough, in fact. I am going to Scarborough Fair. Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Yes, I am. I made a big deal of saying so just a few seconds ago. Parsley, sage, rosemary and thyme. Oh, do you need some herbs? I can get you some if you like. Remember me to one who lives there. You know someone in Scarborough. Is it Tony? He runs the fair. She once was a true love of mine. Oh, okay. So it's not Tony then. All right. Tell her to make me a Cambridge shirt. Cambridge? What's that? No one knows what Cambridge is, Marianne. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Yep, got the herbs. Are you doing a roast? Do you need basil as well? Without no seams, nor needlework. A shirt without a seam. Like a moo-moo? Or a smock? Then she'll be a true love of mine. Hang on, will be? I thought you said she once was. Things are moving fast here, Marianne. to find me an acre of land. Okay, so real estate too? Residential? Industrial? Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Yes, the herbs are sorted. What sort of frontage do you want on that property? Between the salt water and the sea strand. Beachfront. I don't know, it's a seller's market in Scarborough at the moment. Then she'll be a true love of mine. You're a lady who knows what she wants, Marianne, and I admire that. Then she'll be a true love of mine. Okay, so I'm remembering you to someone you both once loved and will be your true love, getting you a moo-moo slash smock made of cane brick, whatever that is, and looking into beachfront property around Scarborough. And the herbs. Don't forget the herbs. Of course. How about some chicken salt too? Perfect. You'll really get me all those things? I surely will. There's naught that can't be found at Scarborough Fair. Maybe then my true love has been in front of my eyes all along. (laughs) I shall be here when you return, William. Okie dokie then. Bye. And so William Williamsby continued on his way to Scarborough Fair, oblivious to the true meaning of Marianne's words. Maybe her true love is her guitar. As he ventured further into the woods, his eye was soon caught by a strange shining object. It looks like some kind of sword stuck into some kind of stone. Suddenly, there was a flash of light and a loud crash. And two strange goblin-like creatures appeared on the path. Oh, noble gods! 
After many moons, the Chosen One has come! Hail, Chosen One. Chosen One? Yes! Whoever raises this here sword of light from its resting place is the Chosen One! Fated to defeat the dragon and rule over the kingdom. Hail, chosen one. Okay, but it's just a sword in a rock. Ah, it is foretold that the chosen one will be a wise and practical man. Hail, chosen one. I really don't think I am the chosen one. I'm just William. And in fact, I find the whole notion of chosen ones rather flawed. Ah, okay. uh, Why is that? Well, it elevates a deterministic worldview at the expense of more actionable notions of individual choice and responsibility. Right. I mean, isn't it far more meaningful if I choose to do something heroic, knowing that I might fail, than it is for me simply to be born as a hero who will always triumph? Aha. And what about all the people who aren't chosen ones? Are they all excluded from greatness simply because they weren't born into the right family? Kid, are you going to take the sword or not? I choose not to. Fine, maybe this guy will instead. Hail, traveller! See here the sword of light, and know that whoever raises it from its resting place is the chosen one. Oh, okay. Will you attempt to release the sword from its stony embrace and realise your destiny as the chosen one? Uh, Yeah, alright. Hail, chosen one! The newcomer approached the sword in the stone and placed his hands around its hilt. What happens if someone who isn't the chosen one tries to release the sword? They get incinerated by lightning. So that explains all these piles of ash? Yep. You should probably stop telling people they're the chosen one then. Well, we have to be right eventually, don't we? Soon William left the two goblins and their strange roadside death trap, but not before ensuring they'd put up appropriate signage, warning of the consequences of attempting to release the sword. The unchosen should know what they're in for. The whole encounter set William to wonder if there was a deeper meaning to his journey. It was such a coincidence meeting those two, like meeting Mary Ann in the woods this morning. Why? I must have met her in exactly that spot the last 14 times I've gone to Scarborough Fair. I wonder... Soon, William reached the main road that ran through the woods and there hailed down a passing coach. Going to Scarborough Fair, are you, mate? I am indeed. Jump in. I'm heading in that direction. How goest the day, driver? Art thou busy this morn? Yeah, nah, it's been good, you know. Market days are always pretty busy. My sister has a stall there. Sells a lot of diverting knickknacks. If you don't mind me saying, though, young sir, it looks like you've got something on your mind. Why, yes, I do. I feel as though there is a thought buried at the bottom of my mind that I can't put my finger on. Almost as if there were a pee underneath a large number of mattresses that somehow I can feel and that prevents me from sleeping comfortably. Well, there's only one way to resolve a quandary like that. You need to peel an apple on one strip, then toss the peel over your left shoulder on the last Tuesday before the Feast of St Agnes. Whatever shape the peel forms will symbolise what vexes you. Hmm, I thought that was a cure for gout. Nah, nah, nah. To cure gout, you put your shoes in the shape of a T on the Wednesday after Michaelmas. Then light three candles with a sprig of rosemary and put a frog in the tea kettle. 
My brother swears by it. Wait, wait, wait. Doesn't that bring good luck to your third aunt on your mother's side on the occasion of the birth of her second male child? No, 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 no. To do that, you put your shoes in the shape of a V on the Thursday before Shrove Tuesday, light two candles with a mistletoe stalk and put a ferret in the bread box. Maybe that explains why Aunt Winifred is so disagreeable. No, sadly, I fear no custom will help me discern what ails me. I feel like a princess trapped in a castle trying to figure out the name of the mysterious imp who has blackmailed me into handing over my firstborn in return for their ability to weave straw into gold and save me from death as a result of the foolish bargain entered into by my boastful father. Ugh, it's a real predicament. I say, what's all this? The driver slowed as the coach neared a bridge, in front of which stood a large and hideously ugly creature. What's this? What's this all about? Yeah, sorry, mate. This is a troll bridge now. If you want to cross, you'll have to pay the troll, which is me. Since when did they start putting trolls on this bridge? Mate, I don't make the decisions. I just collect the money, all right? And what if I don't pay? Huh? What then? Well, I'll tip your carriage into the river and I'll eat you and your passengers. How about that? This is bullshit. I've been using this road for ten years and I've never had to pay a troll. Mate, look, a bridge doesn't pay for itself, okay? You want major infrastructure, you've got to recoup the cost with trolls. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I bet if I was a billy goat, I wouldn't have to pay. Bloody billy goats don't have to pay for anything. Mate, don't start on about the billy goats, okay? Don't make this about the billy goats. I thought this was a democracy. It's a feudal monarchy at best. Fine, here. All right, enjoy your day, you wanker. Hey, where are you going? I think I can walk from here, kind sir, but thank you for your service. And so, after paying the driver, William left the coach and crossed the bridge on foot, paying a much reduced rate as a mere pedestrian. Soon, he reached the high cliffs above Scarborough, and there, gazing out to sea, was old Lord Wendermere, renowned throughout the kingdom for his wise and philosophical conversation. Seeing his chance, William resolved to have a word with his lordship. Ah, Lord Wendermere, how delightful to see you. Young Master William, how are you on this Wednesday afternoon? Splendid, splendid, if rather windswept. Hmm, it is a wild and windy Wednesday. Yes, but I thought I'd make the journey to Scarborough Fair nonetheless. As did I. Wending and winding one's way along a winding way is a wonderful way to while away a wild and windy Wednesday. I heartily agree. I thought the inclement weather might put me off, but I decided to forge ahead regardless. Well, may one wonder whether the weather would weather the wandering that one would wend, until one wills one's way to wend and wind along a winding way on a wild and windy Wednesday. It's an excellent point. Such things I thought to myself, as I sat by my window, with my wine, and my Wensleydale. Hmm, wonderful. Would that it were that one would while away a Wednesday by a window with a wine and a Wensleydale, wondering whether one would wander a winding way, or whether the weather would weather the wandering that one would wend. Or whether the weather would weather the wandering of the wandering that one would wander to wend, such that one would wonder 
Whither would one wander, or wander to wander, with or without the weather that would weather the wandering that one would wander to end? Or whether would one wonder whether the wonder of the weather, with the wind and the wuthering, would wither the wither of the wandering, or the wonder of the wandering? Such are the whys and the wherefores that wend their way into the wayward wonders of the ones who would wonder to wander a winding way, whiling away a weekday while by a window with a wine and a Wednesday Wensleydale. Yes. So, Lord Wendermere, are you going to the fair? No, I can't be bothered. Deciding not to trouble Lord Wendermere further, for fear of becoming even more confused, William continued on his way. Before long, William entered the town of Scarborough and the fair itself. And what a wondrous sight it was. Stalls of every color stretched as far as the eye could see, while the air was full with the smell of food and spices. Stall holders spruced their wares, be they cheaply made mass-produced tat or overpriced artisanal bullshit. Bunches of heather! Get your bunches of heather right here! Sickles of leather! Come on folks, you won't find them anywhere else! Sickles of leather going cheap! Moo-moos! Cambric moo-moos! Soon William forgot his worries and within an hour had collected the items he needed, including those for Marianne. As he moved through the fair, and prepared to make his way back home, one stall caught William's eye. I say, shopkeep, how much for this diverting knick-knack? I can't see a price on it. Ah, the shriveled monkey's paw. While there may not be a price written on it, you'll find that you'll pay one if you take it, my young master. (laughs) Oh yes, you'll certainly pay. Oh yes? What will I pay? You'll pay... One silver piece. Oh, okay. It's just that the way that you said that, it sounded like I'd pay a price not in money, but in some ironic or metaphorical way. Ooh, what about this ring? Ah, yes. The ring of temptation. (laughs) Its beauty is indeed alluring, but you'll find that it extracts a high price indeed. Which would be what? Some sort of strange, sting-in-the-tail price that teaches me a painful lesson about life? One silver piece. Again, your tone is just way off. I was expecting, I don't know, the ring would fuse to my skin and serve as a constant reminder of my greed and avarice. Perhaps I could tempt you with the Sword of Woe. Ooh, why is it called the Sword of Woe? Plunge the sword into the heart of your enemy and their life will end. So it's like any other sword. And it's what, one silver piece? Oh no, no, no. The price for this dangerous weapon is much higher. Really? You might even say the price can't be measured in mere silver pieces. What's it cost? One gold piece. I'm leaving. Wait, 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 wait. Please, young sir, perhaps this will interest you. It is a book of rare wisdom that makes clear that the thing your heart most desires may have been right under your nose the whole time. Is it The Alchemist? No, no. This is a different book. Here, look at the title. Marianne fancies you and has done for a long time but has been hoping you would realise before making her intentions too obvious. (gasps) Can it be true? William hurriedly purchased the book from the stallholder and sat and read it, the truth of its words striking his heart. Oh, good grief. 
Have I really been so blind? In a flurry, he ran from the fair and commenced his long journey back home. It was uneventful. Then, as he traversed the woods near his village, he once again saw Marianne with her guitar. Seeing her in the forest light, he realized how foolish he had been, and he resolved to tell her that he loved her. Marianne, I am returned from the fair. Why, William, how splendid to see you. I have your items, Marianne, but more importantly, there is something I want to tell you. Oh, William, I have something to tell you too. So much has happened since you've been gone. Would you like to hear a song about it? Okay, sure. I doubt there'll be anything in your song that will impact what I want to say. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Wait, Danny? Who's Danny? From Glen to Glen. Who the hell is Glen? And down the mountainside. Mountainside? You mean that big wrestler guy? The summer's gone. And all the roses fall. Uh, it's still pretty mild in the evenings, it's still t-shirt weather. It's you, it's you must go, and I must buy. I know, I went to Scarborough Fair and got you these things while you bide it here. Come ye back when summer's in the meadow. You mean next year? But I'm here now. Or when the valley's hushed, or wide with snow. Marianne, we live on a plateau, no mountains, no valleys, kind of a tundra, really. I'll be here in sunshine or in shadow. Do spend a lot of time in this wood, it's a little bit weird. Oh, Danny boy, Danny boy, I love you so. But really, though, who's this Danny guy? William, I'd like you to meet my new boyfriend, Danny. How you doing there, champ? Oh, Hi, I'm... We met just after you left. Isn't he handsome? Sure, I guess, if you like that kind of chiseled jawline thing. Oh, the herbs you brought will really help us spice up our lovemaking. Really don't need to know that. And the seamless cambric shirt will be great for role play. Sure will, babe. Yeah, well, I'm glad I could, you know... Did you have something you wanted to tell me? Oh, um, no. No, not really. It's it's nothing. Look, I'll, uh, I guess I'll leave you to it then. Goodbye, William. Thank you for collecting those things for me. Catch you later, mate. Yeah, yeah. Bye. And so, heartbroken, William returned to the village. On his next journey to Scarborough Fair, he did not meet Marianne in the woods, for she had moved into the beach house with Danny, where they lived happily. But then, on his next trip to the fair, William chose a different path through the woods and thus commenced a strange journey that brought adventure, danger, and true love. But that is another story. The End. You are now leaving Rumpusville. Please like, follow, and subscribe.